0: Welcome to Understandable Solutions, the podcast where we discuss business and current events, those important issues that impact our world. Our goal is that you walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought provoking information to make your day. Here's your host, Jeff Newkirk.
1: We are fortunate enough to have with us today, Carrie Ray Munson. Welcome, Carrie Ray.
0: Thank you. Now,
1: Carrie Ray Munson is the founder of Under Summers by Carrie Ray, a solution based women's clothing line and co founder, co founding director of FOB Razor, veteran peer support community. And I can't wait to learn more about that. She started Under Summers in 2011 out of a need for her own thigh chafing solutions. Well, there's your understandable solution right there. Right? In your business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thigh chafing solutions while working as a speech language pathologist in her local school. I don't suspect there was any relation between being a speech pathologist and thigh chafing.
0: Well, I'm a woman. So
1: that's the, <laughs> that's the connection. <laughs> I mean, you weren't doing any athletics or anything with your, as a speech pathologist. Well...
0: Um, actually as a speech pathologist, you're like on the floor in little chairs, out on the playground, all kinds of places. Uh,
1: okay. So and, you were working with kids and.
0: Yeah. And, but at the same time I had to turn around and get off the floor and then go have a meeting with administration and parents. So yeah. you have to look the part, but of course. functionally you have to be able to be very movable. Shall we say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Got it, got it. Under Summers has grown to an internationally recognized leader in thigh-chafing prevention shorts for women. And that is cool, that's cool. With her entrepreneurial skills, she and her Mm -hmm. husband, Gunnery Sergeant Jeff Cholansky, United States Marine Corps retired, co-founded FOB Razor, a veteran-led peer support community to aid veterans in the unseen wounds of war relating to PTSD, addiction, and other mental health challenges in 2021. Under Summers and FOB Razor are located in Conroe, Texas. In her free time, Carrie Ray enjoys giving back to the small business community through strategic roundtable groups, recovery community, and spending time with her three young adult sons and four dogs. That is awesome. So names of your sons?
0: Uh, Felix and CJ are my sons, and I have a stepson, JB.
1: JB. Okay, awesome. And your dogs?
0: Cup holder. He's a retired uh, service dog for my husband. He's here today. And um, so we have cup holder. We have chaos. He's our newest addition because Carrie has an outstanding suggestion. That is what (laughs) chaos stands for. He is a Dutch shepherd. And then we have two um, rescue dogs, Brittany and Juno.
1: Brittany and Juno. So Cup Holder, that's a very intriguing name. How did you come up with Cup Holder?
0: Cup Holder was given to us, given to Jeff with that name. So and okay. he, we didn't change it. So his name's Cupholder.
1: All right. Cool <laughs> name. Cool name. I like it. <laughs> so so tell us, Carrie Ray. tell us about Under Summers and you know, how did you get, I mean, you learned a little bit when you were a speech pathologist, but how did you really get into the business and what motivated you to start this? And and congratulations on the success associated with it.
0: Thank you, thank you. Well, you know, under summers is the, it's the the traditional story of you create a product, you want something for yourself, you have a problem. I had a chi- thigh taping problem. And it becomes something you realize other people need and want as well. And um, so when I created the shortlet, there was not a product on the market that fit my need for protection to protect my thighs. Now, if you know what thigh chafing is, then you know why this is a big deal and why it's so important to protect your thighs because it's a very uncomfortable, it can be disabling if you're out and about, if your legs are rubbing together and now all of a sudden you have the feeling of a sunburn between your thighs, not a good feeling.
1: And Jerry Ray, actually, I mean, given my current portly state, you would never know that I would, I used to run, but as a runner that can happen, right? And you get, get that chafing. So So, I do get it. I do understand.
0: So it's this very (laughs) uncomfortable topic to you know to discuss but the reality is, is a lot of us have it and wearing a dress is just if you don't protect your thighs you're most likely going to get some thigh chafing
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um you know i just didn't like the solutions on the market at the time so this was 10 years ago i can't believe it 10 years ago um i did all the things that women do i wore yoga pants i cut off yoga pants i wore I tried balms and creams and lotions, um, nylons, cut off nylons, shapewear. And none of those solutions really worked for me because I wanted something that was really comfortable and shapewear and nylons are itchy and hot and super tight. And and I have a, a chronic pain disorder called fibromyalgia. So I didn't really need any more pain in my life. So I wanted something comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that left me with bike shorts, yoga pants, which are bulky and not feminine. And a lot of times they're designed for like athletic wear. So they, they unfortunately ride up my legs, which is not mm-hmm. a good look when you're pulling down your shorts or your dress. <laughs> so I wanted something. Right. I wanted something that was gonna stay put on my legs that I could put on and forget. I wanted it to be a single layer solution that wasn't hot because I'm from Minnesota and Houston is really hot and humid and it's a total weather shock. <laughs> if so, you're from
1: Minnesota and you come down to Houston, probably the best time to come is is now, right? Yes, In, yes. March, April, not July.
0: Right, right. <laughs> and um, so I needed to be cool and comfortable, single layer. I wanted to wear it as my underwear. And I wanted it to be really pretty. I didn't want it to just be a black bike short or a beige, you know, short, that's boring. You know, I am not embarrassed by the fact that I have thigh chafing and I didn't. And so I was like, well, if I'm wearing something under my dress, inevitably a child is going to see it if I'm on the floor. Right. So we might as well make it look cute and look like it, make it look purposeful, make it an Mm -hmm. accessory. Right. So I created it for me and while I was doing it, it was just a hobby. I was Googling, you know, how to sew, how to sew with this fabric, what kind of fabrics to get, how to make a pattern. I didn't know how to do any of those things. I, my training I have a master's degree in speech pathology, It's the science of language,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not nothing to do with sewing or, or anything creative, really. So did you didn't make
1: your own clothes in the past or.
0: Well, when I was in sixth grade, I had a friend named Teresa and we sewed Cabbage Patch Kid clothes. Oh, we,
1: so you got your start young.
0: So I guess I had some experience, but I wouldn't say huh. they were really great.
1: Huh. Um,
0: I, I, but, would, I
1: would say that counts.
0: Yeah. So home (laughs) Mac, I learned in home Mac and I did make my prom dress, which my mom advised me not to wear, but I still wore it because I'm stubborn like that. So I had a tiny bit of experience, but I wouldn't say it was enough to go into the fashion industry.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So I came up with this beautiful design and it has a seam free inner thigh. It stayed put on my legs. It wasn't tight and it's really pretty. And it's so different that I was able to get a patent on it. So, um, so the now, fact that- I How could, long
1: did it take you to get a patent?
0: It actually didn't take very long because it's a very unique design. Most mm-hmm. garments are not made with a seam-free inner thigh. Mm-hmm. So the whole construction of my garment is very different than other products on the market. Most, um, most shorts that are um, stretchy shorts are made, As a tube and they just cut legs in it totally there's no thought in it at all it's just a tube of fabric with legs cut in and in fact today most of my competitors that is how they make a slip short at the time i didn't really have any competitors but that is the traditional method for making a short now i would say they're they're called
1: slip shorts competitors okay well you don't call them that they're under summers
0: i call mine a shortlets Uh, A shortlet—that's what we call it. Um, But as time has evolved and I have had more competitors in the market, they use the word slip short, which makes total sense because it's like a slip, but it's short. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: They're just not as good.
0: Yeah, they're they're just—they're there's no thought involved, right? And traditionally, the um, a microfiber short is made out of nylon, which can be hot and itchy. So -hmm. that's another difference. So um so anyway, I I designed this product and I had a few friends who would help me and try them on and wear them and let them fall apart and give me feedback. And in fact, I have a couple pair of them. Would you like to see them? They're really fun. You
1: bet, absolutely.
0: Um so my designs started out like this. Can you see that? I sure is that, can. Is that uh, horrible? Um, There's nothing good about this this they, is even more dramatically bad
1: and for our listeners who can't see it i would describe those as <laughs> bloomers
0: <laughs> bloomers that are asymmetrical and falling apart um so i created you know they were really terrible at first but after about six months i just came up with this beautiful design that worked And it stayed, it was constructed really nicely. It was made as underwear. And uh, next thing I knew, I was selling them. I had no... So like
1: within months, you went from, I need something to, hey, I guess I'm going to be selling these.
0: Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Really. I mean, honestly, you think about all these people that are inventing different, you know, types of clothing or devices or whatever and they go through years of trial and error
0: yeah
1: made it in just a few months awesome yeah so then when you started selling Mm -hmm. how did how did people learn about summers? just word of mouth or
0: yeah so um, originally I sold you know to like my teacher friends and I would go to schools and then I asked a a small boutique owner, how do mm-hmm. you sell things? Because I had actually never worked in a store or retail or, I mean, the closest for me to work in retail was when I was in high school and worked at a grocery store. Hmm. So I had no idea how the, the business world, the retail world, the wholesale world, I didn't know how any of that
1: worked. And how did you know how to price it?
0: So I asked this store owner, Um, what do I do? And she connected me with what she called her favorite rep. Her name is Debbie. And Debbie came out to my home, told me how to price things. She taught me, Um, she took my product with her and she sold some on the way, on the way home.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So that of course gave me a lot of confidence
1: that I think so.
0: I can I can probably do something with this. Yeah. I mean and, she didn't
1: come over and go, well, you know, Carrie Ray, this is nice, but I just, you know, I don't I'm not sure it's gonna sell.
0: Yeah. It
1: was the exact opposite. It was like, this is right. awesome. And by the way, I'm gonna sell these on the way home.
0: Yeah. So um, my first three years, that's what I did. I had a, a sales rep who's uh, I had three and they sold them, you know, to boutiques around the country. And um, around and so that's the
1: country. I
0: around the country. I mean, I you
1: say done. that, you say that so like uh, nonchalant, you yeah, know, around the country. I mean, that that's a huge deal, <laughs> right? I mean,
0: it is a big deal. Like, I guess I just don't even think about it, right? That's just part of what I did.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that is, a, a, it, it takes a lot to make that happen. And, and you did it. I mean, all within like months.
0: Months. Yeah. I would say <laughs> it was probably so the first 3 years that's what i did i sold um wholesale and um and then the economy changed and all three of my sales reps decided to get out of the industry and they weren't just selling for me they were selling for lots of brands mm-hmm. and you know um brick and mortar was starting to close a lot of them um the smaller stores just weren't doing well and they all just changed gears. And so Mm -hmm. I was left with this big problem, right? (laughs) Now I have no one to sell my stuff. I'm not a salesy lady. And um, so, and I was very scared of that. And um, so I decided that Amazon was kind of doing well for my products. It was, I was selling majority of my products actually on Amazon. And I thought, you know, I think that e-commerce is going to be the way to go. I think that I need to put my focus there and sell direct to my customers. And so I redid my website and changed my, my um, marketing to be more direct, that we're thigh taping solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I changed my models. I went from model-looking models to I put myself on the website and other more Average-sized women is what I put on my website, so that, that,
1: that people can relate to that other mm-hmm. average women, if you will, can relate yeah. to when you go to your yeah. website.
0: Mm-hmm. So while I was super, my company was super teeny tiny. I was doing all the things that the bigger companies started to do um, shortly thereafter: um, the body po- body positivity, um, average size models, you know, and getting away from the traditional looking model. So. Um,
1: you're really cutting edge. And, and I don't know that you really realize how cutting edge you are.
0: At the time, I did. You're
1: ahead of the, <laughs> of the trends.
0: Yeah, but I was super tiny, so nobody knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then I, I changed gears and started to do uh, selling direct to my customers. And it was still a really big challenge because people didn't know to look for a product like mine because there wasn't anything else on the market, which is really, really challenging. How do you find the right keywords to advertise? You know, how do you find these customers who don't even know to look for you? And I was um, granted some really wonderful articles by Buzzfeed and uh, another online magazine called ExoJane. Jane. Mm-hmm. And I, at one point I thought, oh, I just can't do this. I'm not selling enough. And I ended up um, an ExoJane article came out and I sold almost everything I had in stock in one day.
1: Well, wow.
0: it was really crazy. I, had, I did not have inventory controls on my website. I didn't have an automated shipping system. So I was typing in everything. It was just crazy. But again, that gave me a boost of confidence that I needed to push forward and keep, keep you know, keep going. Meanwhile, all the time, I'm actually sewing these at my home and I have uh, yourself
1: sewing yourself.
0: Some other women helping me, but we were sewing them in my garage. So it was kind of a crazy time in my life for sure.
1: Wow. So fast forward now to this past year with COVID. Mm -hmm. How did the business survive through COVID? Because I mean, so many businesses had to shutter and I mean, you're, you're ahead of the trend in almost everything you've done. You've had great success. How did you persevere? What did you do?
0: So in February of 2020, I was gearing up for another great season. So dress season is summer and spring, and my product is seasonal, fits that, that, those seasons. So I was gearing up with for a lot of growth. And we had just moved from my teeny tiny commercial office space to a a big office warehouse Mm -hmm. um, where we're currently at. So we had, you know, invested in this, this new building and ready for great things. And then COVID hit and our sales just, I mean... It was, it was sad. People thought, oh, you're an yeah. e-commerce store. You're not going to be affected. Well, the reality is, is women were not going out anywhere. We certainly weren't going to weddings and parties or to work or anywhere that we wear a skirt or a dress.
1: And plus, they didn't have the income to pay for things that they didn't maybe totally understand or to try something new. And yeah, businesses really, really struggled. Yeah. Right. No so, surprise that summers would have some challenges as well, just the way it was.
0: Yeah. So um, so it was a very difficult year. I ended up um losing most of my team, not because I let them go, but they saw what was happening and chose to move on to other opportunities. And um, which is, you know, it's sad. It's kind of like watching your baby get really sick. Um mm-hmm and you can't really do anything about it. You just can wait and hope that they are going to get better. That's kind of what it felt like all year. Right. Right. And, um, but with that time, I had a lot of time on my hands and, you know, I'm in this new space and my products are all made in the USA. So it's not like, and they're all my designs. So it's not like I can just order something new to pivot. Right. That's it's a word that
1: is so overused Pivot. Yeah. oh my gosh
0: it's totally overused but the reality is is when you're uh you're making your own products you can't pivot that fast it doesn't happen mm-hmm. um and so i i had you know i was i was engaged in, in february and my husband and i were driving down the road i'm gonna gear off gears here and um Tell you what I did with my time. Um, I, we were driving down the road and I asked him, I'm like, you know, if you could do anything, what would you want to do? Let's dream for a minute. You know, let's just, you know, have some wild conversations. What would you do if money wasn't an object, if you could just do anything? And he said, you know, Carrie, I, um, you know, as an, he's an, a recovering alcoholic and he's, um, did 21 years in the Marine Corps and he has PTSD and that's why we have CUP his PTSD dog. Um, please,
1: please thank him for his service. So I important. Will, I know, so for important. Sure.
0: Um, He, he got help about, I guess at the time it was about four years prior and um, he was battling suicide, which 22 veterans a day actually die by suicide. It's a terrible statistic. And he was almost one of them.
1: He, and nobody really realizes that that is happening. Mm-hmm. Or few people, I should say. So, not, it, if yeah. you don't, if you don't mind, please say that statistic again, because we all need to really be aware that this is this is something that's happening, and we need to do something about it.
0: It is suicide. Is um, as as I become more part of this, um, aware of this. Twenty two veterans a day die by suicide. Suicide is the leading cause of death in our adolescence. It's not just a. It's just. It's not just a veteran problem. It's a. It's a national crisis in reality, um, which we could Absolutely. go. On. We could talk about that another time, but so I'm going to stick with where I was going. But um, so Jeff, four years prior, he was um, at his lowest of lows. He um, couldn't live with alcohol anymore. He couldn't live without it anymore and he found himself in a bathtub with a pistol in his mouth.
1: Well,
0: man. And he was, he was seconds away from being a statistic of one of those veterans who die by suicide. But fortunately for him, Cupholder holder peeked his head around the corner, gave him that second to think about what he was doing. And he decided to call his insurance company instead and ask for help. Which I'm so Wow,
1: excited. Upholder is so important to your family.
0: He is so important to our family. That's why he gets to go to work with me every day now that he's retired. <laughs> Even though he's a grumpy old dog, he's 13. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what kind of dog is Upholder?
0: He's a he's a, a German
1: Shepherd. German Shepherd, okay. mm-hmm. awesome. So,
0: um, so you know, we're dreaming in the car, and we're you know what if you could do anything, and he said, you know, I had some wonderful men who helped me. They taught me that it was going to be okay. They taught me that life can get better and it can get better without alcohol. And it, the, the nightmares can get better. You just, you just need to know what to do. And uh, a Korean War veteran named Bobby sat down with Jeff. He was a prisoner of war for a year, had all his teeth knocked out. So if somebody I'm knows PTSD, sure. it's Bobby. Mm-hmm. And he helped Jeff. So Jeff said to me, I, I can never repay what Bobby did for me. I can never repay the people who helped me to get sober and continue to stay sober, but I want to pay it forward. I want to help veterans know that there is another option. I want to eliminate the suicide option. And so with that, we decided to open Razor." which is FOB is a forward operating base. So Mm -hmm. when you're on the battlefield, you go to the forward operating base to be on friendly lines. That's where that comes from. And Razor is spelt with an S Mm -hmm. and um, it's named after Jeff's um, best friend. And um, kind of, he was his uh, mentee on the battlefield. They fought in Iraq and Afghanistan together. And Joe Razor, He, unfortunately, is one of the statistics. He did die by suicide. When Jeff was getting help, Joe decided to take the other option. And the thing about suicide is we don't know people are hurting. Jeff didn't know that Joe was hurting. So Joe
1: kept it it all inside, never never talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they don't want people to know.
0: Because there's a, I think there's a stigma to suicide, but the reality is is that a, a very high percentage of people think about suicide, and alcohol and drug abuse is a risk factor, so that increases the risk of choosing suicide. Um,
1: although and, they see it as a way to uh, get through it, alcohol, right. drugs is right. a way to just lessen the pain, although right. it's,
0: eliminate it's, the pain,
1: that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's doing the exact opposite.
0: Right. So, uh, we decided to open fob Razor in, um, as, because Joe is a constant reminder of, you know, it, of what happens. And Jeff has lost too many, too many of his friends and colleagues to suicide. And we just don't want that to happen anymore. So when COVID hit, it gave me lots of time and, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I know how to start a business and a nonprofit is a business. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, our our mission is different. And so, um, we opened Razor. and our first meeting was in July. We do, um, in-person and virtual meetings. So we have people all over the country joining us and in just see, it's been about seven months since our first meeting and we have over 50 veterans that we've served so far.
1: Oh my goodness. There's, there is such a need and you are doing such important work. How are they learning about FABRaiser?
0: So most of the people who are learning about FABRaiser is through word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it takes, it takes a lot of courage and strength to show up in a room with people who are hurting when you're hurting. When you're hurting, it's hard. It's hard to ask for help and it's hard to, um, do that so word of mouth is really how people are learning because it's you know you you trust you have to trust the people that you're going into that room with um and so the best thing you can do as a person if you know a veteran who's in need and we also open our meetings up to first responders because first responders have a lot of the same characteristics and experiences that someone Mm -hmm. who's gone to war has had um, is to tell them about Fabraiser. They can meet online. They can just listen, see if there's similarities to their story. Um, we like to focus on the similarities, not the differences. And, um, and, you know, we've had people come for a month, two months and say, today's my first day that I'm going to talk. I've just been listening and I realize I need to be here. So, um, Yeah. And so all the information is on our website at fobraiser.org. And remember it's razor with an S and um, my husband's number is on there because he will always take a call from a veteran or first responder who needs help. Um, And then if you want to do a meeting virtually, just contact that number, um, text the number and he'll send you a link. So um, we're really, we're amazed at, what an impact! We're we're amazed, but not surprised that the, the impact that we are having on our veteran community. Um, Jeff is very a power- right.
1: It's just it's just starting. It's, just, it's starting. just
0: starting. Yep. Jeff's a powerful speaker, and he's honest and raw, and can talk about the stuff nobody wants to talk about. And once somebody else does that, so much easier to let all that out. So, um, because they feel
1: comfortable. They're, they're like, okay, this, this guy is the real deal. He's mm-hmm. experienced it. And it's okay for me to talk about what I went through. It, it's, it's not easy for somebody who has gone through some, some traumatic event and can't even begin to imagine some of the trauma that these folks have been through. But it's hard to talk about it. But having Jeff there, your husband there, to help them is he's doing more than he really realizes, I'm sure. And, and like I said, well, it's, it's just starting.
0: It. He, I feel like he does know because someone did it for him. Right? Awesome. So, um, and the only way we can give back that gift is to pay it forward for someone else. And so we have a, a our model is train the trainer, right? So Jeff's training all of these men and women who come to our meetings, how to do the same thing for another veteran. And so our goal is eventually that, you know, there's going to be fog raiser lifers, we call them lifers, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. And so when a veteran needs help, they know exactly where to go. And our program, our community is not a three week program or a six week program or six month program, um, recovery is forever. Recovery is the rest of your life. Mental health issues happen for the rest of your life. I know that. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've dealt with anxiety and depression my whole life. Um, it doesn't go away. It's something you have to work on and continue to just one day at a time. Strive to do the best you can, and that's what Fabraiser is about. We're the rest of the life program. That's why we're lifers. Mm-hmm. We're in it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, so, and
1: do you participate in in uh, meetings as well?
0: So, I'm not a, a veteran or first responder. I'm family, so I don't re- I don't out of respect for all the veterans. What okay. is common is their experiences, and I don't share those experiences. Got but it. I'm I am certainly here for the spouses, the spousal support. I'm here mm. anytime they need me, um, and I'm the the business part, right? I'm the. <laughs> I'm the other part of the program, which is so
1: very important as well. You're developing the the structure and the foundation to make this thing sustainable. All the rules, so, yeah.
0: Manage the help with the board and all of that stuff. So, um, my role, while important, is just it's just different, right? We're a, yeah. a perfect team when it comes to this to Bob Razor.
1: That's wonderful. So, how how we got to build awareness for Bob Razor. Gotta get the word out and hopefully this podcast episode will help, but we we've, we've got to do more. And what what kind of plans do you have for increasing awareness?
0: So um, one easy way of increasing awareness is we have a web store at org, and we have shirts, um, we have sweatshirts, we have all kinds of gear that we're creating to promote awareness, you know start the conversations. It's a difficult Mm -hmm. conversation, suicide, thoughts of suicide, mental health issues.
1: Mm -hmm. It is
0: difficult to talk about that stuff. So we have some gear to help you start the conversation.
1: Um, Can you describe some of it?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we have, you know, we have t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats. It all has different messages for um, whether, you know, red. remember everyone deployed conversation and then What's Fab Razor? Mm-hmm. What is that? Um, and then we have um, eliminate the suicide option T-shirts. We have um, so there's a variety of things on there.
1: Okay, and anybody can go to the web anybody. store and, yeah. and buy the gear and wear it yep. with pride.
0: Yeah, Knowing so anybody can wear the
1: important program.
0: Yep. Um, we also, of course accept donations. We have mandatory fun events. We started last month with our first mandatory fun because in the
1: military fun event, I love it. Yes, because in the
0: military fun is mandatory. Um, So we had a barbecue and we had a a wonderful donation of steaks. So we got to eat steaks on our first barbecue mandatory fun day. And we had about twenty-five people at our events. So that was wonderful. So if you want to donate and contribute to things that the thing, what we will do with it is have mandatory fun events, community building, trust building, um, get to know each other, um, events. Um, we also have supplies and materials and just, you know, general operating expenses. So, um, we of course appreciate those donations and be part of the solution. A donation makes you part of the solution. So, um, that's what I would encourage you to think of if you do go to Web WebFobRiser and, and help us out with the donation. Um, Jeff and, also- And
1: all of our listeners will.
0: Thank you. And we appreciate
1: it so much. And on behalf Absolutely. of every
0: veteran that we serve, thank you. Um, of course, Jeff is, he's a dynamic speaker and he is honest and raw, like I said before. And so he's available to speak. Um, he's spoken- actually around the country already on behalf of Bob Razor, and, um, trying to stop this suicide option that people are thinking of. So, um, that's another way you can help have us come out, have, I'd be happy to come and talk about, um, suicide prevention. Um, and I know Jeff would as well. And of course, alcohol and recovery is part of my story. So that they go hand in hand oftentimes. So, um, okay. um one of the things that, the, there, there's a suicide itself in, in the country. They look, there is programs that we can do that we can teach and it's, it's easy stuff to learn. Um, But really it's such an, it's such a problem in our society that we want this prevention to be considered like suicide CPR to know everybody should know what to do. If Mm -hmm. someone's of suicide or you see the risk signs and warning signs in one of your loved ones or friends that you know what to do.
1: Yeah. Take action.
0: Yeah. Don't sit
1: back and be complacent because that's not going to do any good.
0: Right. So risk factors are, um, our veterans, just being a veteran being in that environment is a risk factor, alcohol and drug abuse, isolation, mental health, bipolar disorder, um, our American Indian and Alaskan Native populations have high risk of suicide. So, those are all high risk factors. Um, and then, um, what do you do? Don't leave somebody who's hurting alone. Talk to them, let them talk. Just let them talk. Uh, listen, be a good listener, and remove all viable sources weapons, dr- um, drugs alcohol, remove those kind of things, those, because what we know is that the longer time in between the thought of suicide that you can go, the more likely you're going to have a good outcome. Suicidal thoughts happen in a second. They come in they're They're, they're like for an alcoholic who thinks about drinking, who's sober. I still think about drinking. It's a, it's a fleeting thought, but it still comes into my mind. And the difference between dying by suicide and not is thinking, having other options of things to do, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: go to a meeting, go to a razor meeting, call a friend, um, you know, go to church, go find somebody to talk to, remove all the options. An alcoholic who's sober does not have alcohol in their house, remove all the options. It's the same strategies that we use. Really, to stay sober. Um, I, I see the similarities like really glaring. So, there's lots of things you can do if you know somebody who's hurting. Um, and of course, there's suicide prevention lines to call. That's an option to call. Um, so, those are some of the ways that you can help.
1: Wonderful. So, we've talked a lot about Bob Razor and Under Summers. What does the next year look like for Carrie Ray? I mean, what? What are some of the goals that you have set for uh, not just under undersummers, but Fob Razor as well?
0: So, um, you know, my I guess my mission in life is to serve people, and so that I,
1: is an awesome, awesome mission. Not enough people have that mission.
0: You know, right? it, I mean, we can get it, I guess, um, but even my products. Are a way of serving people and solving their issues. And so of course, I have a plan in place. Hopefully things stay open and people get vaccinated and we this pan this pandemic starts to get better. Um so um
1: it is getting better.
0: Under under summers will be okay, and I will continue to be able to serve women everywhere who need thigh chafing prevention products. Um and so we're going with the flow. We've got a plan in place. I love those strategic action plans for business owners. You need, if you don't have one and you're a business owner, you need to make one.
1: Absolutely. Getting, getting, on, <laughs>
0: <laughs> getting something on paper is that, um, what's there, there's, my favorite quote is a plan or a goal without a plan is just a dream. That's so right. if, you're, if you want to, if you want to make that goal happen, you got, or, or yeah, if you want to make that um, dream happen, you got to actually put on paper and do it. Um, and and track it and track it. That's right. (laughs) Part of that action plan. Mm -hmm. Um, so under summers will be okay. Of course, under summers is a huge part of Fabrazer. So if you, you know, like that's a way to help actually is by, um, supporting this women-owned small business. Um, and then, all of the things we talked about with Bob Razor. you know we our goal is to serve 156 veterans this year I think we're well on our way to doing that um we are going to have our mandatory fund once a, a month and continue to get the word out and uh, about about this um suicide epidemic and and stop the option that is our goal is to stop the option
1: yeah. wonderful that's perfect and could you tell uh, tell us once more how we can learn more about both Undersummers and Fobraiser?
0: So it's easy if you remember the name, undersummers is undersummers.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram and um, YouTube, all at Undersummers. It comes from Undersummer Dresses. If you need a little uh, cue to remember that, Undersummers and Fobraiser, F O B R A S or.org is our website. And again, on, on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, we are at Fabraiser.
1: Wonderful. Carrie Ray, thank you so much for being a guest on Understandable Solutions. This has been uh, such an important conversation, and we need to build awareness as much as we can. So again, thank you for being here. And thank you, listeners, for tuning us in. This was a great episode. And I know that you received some valuable information. And I'd like to know, what is that valuable information that you got or gleaned from this episode? Let me know. Contact me at Jeff at Understandable Solutions. Or you can go to my website at UnderstandableSolutions.com. And just let me know what it was that uh, meant so much to you in this episode. There was a lot to take away from talking with Carrie Ray Munson. So again, Carrie Ray, thank you for being here. We wish you all the best in your business. Tons and tons of success. And Bob Razor, I know you're going to serve many, many veterans and first responders. Mm-hmm. So everybody, thanks for tuning us in. And now go make today awesome and tomorrow even more awesome. Peace, everyone.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Understandable Solutions. We hope we met our goal. And remember, that was for you to walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. And tell us what that is. We want to know. Be sure to review us favorably on your favorite podcast platform.